0: We've received a unique promo code, so new users can follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. That's M-A-X-P-O-O-L. Thanks to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Home Daily for May 19th, 2023. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the latest film and TV news. This is Slash Home Editorial Director Peter Soretta. and joining me on today's podcast is Slash Home Writer Ryan Scott.
2: Hey, hey, everyone. How's it going?
1: It's going good. There was... A lot of Disney news yesterday. There was a
2: lot of Disney news yesterday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, some surprising stuff. Uh, well, fr- first, let's start out with um, the stuff that's going on with Disney in Florida. And I, I guess we should preface this because we haven't talked a lot about this.
3: We but, haven't.
1: Uh, Disney has been – because we, we kind of try to stay out of the more political stuff. We <laughs> When it affects movies or the the content, that's when we get involved in yeah. talking about stuff. Hey,
2: Sorry Peter real quick before we divert on this just just super fast just since we're it's uh, yeah. did, did you see Fast X yet? I did not. Okay. All right. Now, yeah because it's out now and I was just curious if you okay but all right that's the we I guess we don't need to talk <laughs> about it then but um uh all right well uh, I you know hey uh if you if you're if you're up for what Fast and Furious has been doing go see it.
1: Go see it. Okay, you're excited? <laughs> yeah. You, you I mean like I wouldn't
2: saw it last night. So it it is exactly what you think it's going to be for the most part. But anyway, I just didn't know if you had any thoughts but
1: no, I I haven't seen it. I want to see it. I I'm a very skeptical because you know we mentioned Jermaine who is a big fan of the the franchise. He didn't really like it too much, but I've seen quite a bit of my friends saying it's good. It's so. very
2: much to from to my eyes, it's exactly what most of them have been since Furious 7 more or less, you know, where it's just a much bigger scale crazy they have a bound in reality sort of you know thing um but the only thing is they're clearly ramping up to finish it that that's that's pretty clear but anyway i won't say much else but
1: you know. well i i like the more ridiculous fast and furious stuff so maybe i will end up liking it and, and i also was told that it's kind of like um you know my favorite fast and furious movie is fast five and i feel i've been told that this one is kind of a, has a lot of like fast five stuff to it
2: It does. You could make the argument that this is a direct sequel to Fast Five in some ways. Um, uh, But uh, yeah, Fast Five is I I ignored the franchise for years. And when Furious 7 was coming out, I remember being like, damn, these look kind of cool now. What happened? My buddy Henry was like, (laughs) my buddy Henry was like, dude, you got to go. So he had me get caught up. And and man, when I got to Fast Five, I was like, oh, (laughs) I just that's where I got indoctrinated. So um, but yeah. uh, So, you know, give it a shot.
1: Yeah, I feel like I wasn't even into the franchise until Fast Five, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm in yeah. now." Um, okay, Disney. So Disney, Disney. has uh, been at war with uh, the governor of Florida. Um, the governor, uh, well, they 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 kind of spoke out. This was during the pandemic, during uh, Bob Chapek's reign. They spoke out about the "Don't Say Gay" bill that was going on in Florida. That. Uh, Actually got approved, right? And um, and Ron DeSantis, the uh, the governor of Florida, kind of uh, that rubbed him the wrong way. So he he decided to go to war with Disney, and by going to war with Disney, he uh, was going to try to take away. They they have a special district in Florida that um, the Reedy Creek District, and he t- trying trying to take that away from them, so that which offers them. Uh, it's very complicated what it offers them. It's not like it offers them like tremendous tax breaks or anything. It just makes things easier for them. It does make things.
2: It's not like total impunity or anything, but it has helped Disney sort of be able to manage. Because I mean, the amount of I didn't realize till I went because we had a whole conversation uh, on this podcast about my trip to Florida and all the theme parks and. I did not realize how much space Disney occupies in Florida. It's insane. There's an entire cottage industry built around it, where like for miles around the theme parks, there are people that operate stores that sell Disney merch. That's like so. It's like it is, it is a it is an industry down there.
1: Yeah, but once you get onto the Disney property, they call it the bubble, um, which they actually used during the pandemic. What was it, NBA or something? Used the, the bubble. NBA so- did a
2: did a bubble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, but uh, it's amazing. When when you're in the Disney bubble, you're actually on their property. The roads are, like, perfect. Everything's run perfectly. The minute you get off the Disney bu- – outside of the Disney bubble, it is a disaster of, so- of sorts of, like, you know, potholes and just things that are – and I, I I think that's actually because Disney, you know, has the uh, – has been running it quite better than – I mean, it, it, better than the state has. Uh, anyways, I'm getting sidetracked here. Uh Basically, this uh, Ron DeSantis has gone to war with Disney. It, it, no matter what your politics is, uh, it, it's weird, it, it's really weird because there's so many different other uh special districts in the state, and the only one that he's kind of like trying to go to war with is this one by Disney. Um, and uh, Bob Iger, who took over the company, actually, we should probably even set this up. Um, so we should. When Iger was out and Bob Chapek was running the company, uh, one of the moves that Chapek made was he was going to move the parks, products, and uh, experiences I think is the, uh, to Lake Nona, which is this district uh, with this up-and-coming area in Florida. And it was going to be a cost-cutting move. It was basically going to move Imagineering and a bunch of other stuff over there. Everybody hated the idea, including Iger. Um, because it's you know, it, it it's bringing all these people that like having Imagineering right next to the studios uh, makes things easier to to develop new stuff and stuff like that. So, anyways, uh, so this all came to a head yesterday, and Ryan, tell us about it.
2: Yeah. So look, I, I'm I actually ended up having to do some research on this because I wasn't quite <laughs> as up on what's been going on. I just know that particularly under Iger, things have gotten really ugly with Ron DeSantis and the Disney of it all. Um, Because Bob Chapek, it's worth noting was he wasn't quick to sort of like speak out against the don't say gay bill. Um, Whereas Iger was more than happy to, as soon as he took back over and um, you know, so uh, things got a little iffy. So basically very publicly Iger and, and some of the other higher ups at Disney have been like, look, you know hey we want to make billions worth of investment to the tune of 17 billion dollars more in florida but you know basically by the way did you
1: hear what Iger said when he was asked this question on the investors call last are week?
2: are you talking about the the quote cuz i had a small quote of his in here um what the quote? uh d- does the state want us to invest more <laughs> employ more people and pay more taxes or not
1: was, because was they they yeah. are the number one uh payer of taxes in that state they
2: right so yeah. D- Disney spends, again, the campus is enormous, like the amount and the amount of people they employ, the amount of money they bring in, and, and Disney knows that. So, you know, and it, look, I'm not here to play politics, but Republicans tend to sort of, you know, be, you know, like they they like that sort of thing. But, and, but, you know, they like when a company pays taxes. They like, but anyway, so DeSantis has kind of, you know, chosen Disney as this big target now. And, and uh, I, I, again, Iger's been very, public about like, look, you know, we want to make these investments, but you know, we can't do this in a state that doesn't like, you know, want to play ball with us or align with our values, blah, 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 blah. So it has been a lot of back and forth. Well, so what happened is as the New York Times and a bunch of other outlets reported is that Disney has uh, decided not to build this $1 billion office complex that you sort of talked about where you know all these some 2,000 employees were going to move to florida to 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 accommodate this a bunch of them had already moved now they might have to move back it's been a total mess so uh josh diamaro the chairman of disney park experience and products uh confirmed the news in a memo to his employees um and uh basically uh here's what he had to say Uh, Given the considerable changes that have occurred since the announcement of this project, including new leadership and changing business conditions, we have decided not to move forward with the construction of the campus. This was not an easy decision to make, but I believe that it is the right one. As a result, we will no longer be asking our employees to relocate. For those who have already moved, we will talk to you individually about your situation, including the possibility of moving you back. So some of these people that already moved are going to now have to move back. Uh, another thing that he said was, uh, it is, uh, it is clear to me that the power of this brand comes from our incredible people. And we are committed to handling this change with care and compassion. I remain optimistic about the direction of our Walt Disney world business. We have plans to invest 17 billion and create 13,000 jobs over the next 10 years. I hope we're able to do so. Uh, hope is doing a (laughs) lot of heavy lifting there. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of dancing around it, but this all has to do with DeSantis and what's been going on and. And that's very evident. And it's, and Disney is sort of putting their money where their mouth is saying, hey, you know, if this continues to get ugly, we obviously can't move Disney World, but we will stop further investment in your state.
1: Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's a shame, too, because imagineering uh, which is a big part of this move it's a big like it was going to be consumer products like the people that make all the products that disney produces everything but video games i think was going to move over to there but imagineering was a a big part of that they're the people that uh, design the parks and resorts and experiences and a lot of those people were told you know you have until this date to decide if you want to move or not and a lot of the the big People at Imagineering that have been there for decades basically decided not to, and they they lost a lot of tremendous talent that didn't want to. You know, I mean, think about it, Ryan. Like (laughs) you've been living in California, you have a family in California. You've been an Imagineer for forty years. Are you really gonna, you know? move your entire family to, uh, to to Florida for the last 10 years before your retirement no
2: right and it, it, it's a big deal and also again like it cannot be emphasized enough how unpopular this was <laughs> and how how much this was Chapek's decision you know yeah. like it, it so you know this is just one of those things where Iger gets back and he just has to sort of roll his eyes and go here's one here's another mess i got to try to clean up and you know it it just uh, yeah i don't know it 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 uh, this quietly was a big mess that that um, JPEG sort of created it. It, in one hand, allowed Disney to sort of roll back this decision that I don't think Iger and his people would have made. But it, it, you know, it, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of facets to this. But yeah, yeah. I, I I just don't see DeSantis backing down. Um, I you know I think that he's probably gonna use the. I don't want to speculate too much, but probably oh Disney you know taking jobs away from you know he's going to try to flip it around but so i think this is going to get uglier before it gets better to be certain
1: yeah yeah the one thing i will say though is i i think i think this was going to happen under Iger no matter what like i think uh use it, it, it's great that this can be it, it, like you know this whole thing's political theater this whole like what's going on with ron DeSantis, and i think uh you know disney's Playing his game here by using this as like oh the reason why we're doing this is because of you know what's going on in the florida stuff but i think Iger didn't want to move the you know those divisions of the company over there and probably would have made that decision this is just his excuse to make the decision and uh good for him so but um yeah i'm sure there'll be more to this uh, D- disney is currently suing uh DeSantis in the state of florida and uh it's, it's, it's 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 complicated it's an
2: absolute say. mess uh basically <laughs> i on that just to sort of go over that as quickly as possible basically what happened to had a, a, tried to appoint this special board to oversee disney's special sort of haven that they have there and then basically because disney had like essentially blocked any power that they had through some legal <laughs> loophole and so that pissed off DeSantis and his people and and uh yeah disney's now suing it just it just made things so much uglier but but yeah it's just it's bad
1: if you're into business it's amazing the story of what's going on there right now is is i mean
2: it's impressive and i also think that Iger is again i think i think it says a lot about him compared to jpeg where he's willing to make a move like this and say look i think it is important for us to 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 make a stand here on some level you know because most most big business people don't necessarily want to get all that political because they'd rather stay out of it but i think it's good that he's willing to to make a stance of, of this size uh you know saying that and because he sort of said it's more of like a, a right and wrong issue he says you know he's talked about this transcending politics and i think that's that's great i, th- I think that's nice
1: Okay, the other big bit of Disney news that came out yesterday is Disney has decided to close its uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser experience. This is something that opened in Orlando just over a year ago, and it was very costly to build. Uh, I've made t- tons of videos from this. I was I was there at the opening. I've actually gone back since uh, – actually, last, uh, last week, two weeks ago, something um, – I love. I, I I absolutely love this experience. There's nothing else like it. It's not a hotel. It is like immersive theater for two days, and you're inside of it, and you're interactive. You're a participant of it. Unfortunately, Disney was unable to figure out a way to market this in in a good way. In my, in my opinion. People didn't understand that. Oh, is it a hotel? What is it? What? Are, and they also had like this big price tag of it was like a six thousand dollar experience for two days. It's very, for a, expensive. A is, very expensive. It is very expensive.
2: Tremendously expensive.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I wish. I wish this thing didn't fail because it was it was so spectacular. I, I, I urge you, if you if you have interest, any interest in seeing what this is like, go to Ordinary Adventures. We have some videos up on there showing the whole experience it's really um sad for me because uh i I feel like them deciding to close this means that there's not going to be anything like this ever again well Um,
2: yeah i have a lot to say about this but what do you got to say well look i look there's nobody that wanted to do this more than me but like particularly as a guy that like that price point was downright insulting like it, yeah. it, it really was like you are alienating. It is such a small percentage of people that love Star Wars that could actually afford to do this, and and I and so for me, like I love the idea of it, but I think that I think that it's good that it failed, and I think that like if Disney wants to do something like this again in the future, they need to be they need to understand that you cannot and should not alienate that many people from doing it. Like, the parks are already expensive enough. You can do it, but it's expensive. You know, this was like, yeah, I don't know. This this felt like, this always felt a bit, like, elitist for something that shouldn't be elitist.
1: See, I, I see both sides of this. this. This is way too much money to expect someone to spend for two days. I, I totally get that. And, like, who who has enough money to, you know, do, do that? Even when I went, Ryan, like, we, we my last trip... We we got the grand captain suite and he, we we crammed eight people in there to uh, you know because when, when you cram eight people in there and you divide it by eight it ends up being a lot cheaper than uh than it does if you you know you're just one person or two people going going there so the, the, there there are ways of making more affordable like uh you know our first voyage I think it was like fifteen hundred dollars each because we crammed people into one room still fifteen hundred dollars each for – a two day experience is and a that's making
2: it and but, that's at the more affordable end, yeah. You know, that's but, like that's where you're making it, but you know, that I don't yeah, know.
1: yeah. But, but the other thing I want to say is Disney's also charging way more than that for their cruise line. Um, and people are paying families are paying that, but I think people see the value of traveling the world in a cruise ship. And Disney was but not, I don't good think, at selling what this was to people. I don't
2: think just a cruise. Is like, and I understand a Disney cruise is its own thing, but I think that like you can go on lots of different cruises. This one just happens to be Disney branded. This was such a specific thing for such yeah. a specific fan base, and it was something that so many people would love to do. I don't know that everyone wants to go on an actual cruise. Some people do, some people don't. I don't. I can't think of a single Star Wars fan that I know that wouldn't want to do this given the chance. You know, so like, so I think, I don't know. I just still stand by. I mean, yeah. I do see what you're saying, but I, but I do stand by this yeah, being. Yeah. Like a
3: bit
1: upsetting. Like it it, it was. It was definitely overpriced. I I feel like it should have been half the price of what it was. Um, I'm not sure if they could have made it. It seems like they couldn't have made it profitable because, you know, you build this big thing and you're completely shutting it down. They have no plans in using the space or anything. And it's actually Ryan. You might be interested in this, but the the dates that they are using to uh, the last voyage are the 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 last two days of the uh the financial quarter which is i think very showing that they're going to basically i think they're going to basically take this and uh put it on the books the next quarter as a a big expense if that makes sense
2: i would i would assume as a, so my only question is so peter you've been there it's essentially yeah. like a big it's like a big expanded building type thing on the at the Florida campus right like what it, what is the space what is it what does it look like
1: oh my god it, I mean it, it you feel like you're in a spaceship there's no a, no but I mean the, the
2: outside of it the actual functionality oh, Could they do something else with it like what can they do with this
1: I don't think you could do anything with it and uh, there's no windows There's it, the thing is too Ryan I think this was an amazing incredible experience but i think this place if you turned it into just a normal hotel would be a crappy hotel because there's no well, windows right. That's the there's... thing
2: because it's it's immersive right you have to so
1: yeah it was it was the th- characters th- it was the storyline it was all, all that like if you take that out of it there's no there's no pool there's no spa guess, there's yeah. no there's no I guess no, that's uh... what i'm
2: getting at is how, what do you even do with all of that i mean i well, that is just a tremendous expenditure. I my only thing is this must be really have going poorly for them to just pull the plug this way. Yeah. Like, well, I, think, I, can't ima- I can't imagine how poorly this was going for them from a financial standpoint, for them to go forget it.
1: Yeah. I Well, I think I think what's happening here, I'm reading between the lines. I could be completely wrong, but you know, like, what happened with Batgirl, the movie? Yeah. I think that's what's happening here, where they're going to write this whole thing off as a, a, a humongous loss, going to help them... It, I mean, you've seen what Dis- <laughs> financially Disney's kind of a little bit in trouble recently, uh, and this is gonna, they're going to be able to write the entire thing off. But I think in doing so, just like Batgirl, I don't think they're going to be able to repurpose this in any way. I think they basically have to demo it. I Do you know Lord, what I mean?
2: That's yeah, that's brutal. That is just all yeah. that work and imagineering and money and things they could have done.
1: Oh. <sighs> It, 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 it sucks it really sucks because like you know we, we went like two weeks ago i have this video up on ordinary adventures right now there's this experience in it where it's literally kitra and asaja who's like these people that are know the way of the force and it's it's one of the most emotional like magical experiences and it's just like three people in a room and it would never be able to happen in the theme parks it would never it's just never going to happen again but uh, I totally understand why it's 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 happening. And I feel like I feel like if we were in a different uh time, maybe, maybe they would wouldn't have completely closed and maybe pivoted to something with it. But uh I feel like Iger is kind of in a situation of having to write this uh the ship. And you know, taking this as a huge loss, which I think is what they're gonna do, is it, i mean, is a lot on their bottom line, right? So um okay, so anyways, um the other thing I want to mention really quickly is uh, Disney Plus and Hulu have announced a lot of shows that are going to be leaving the service. This includes Willow, Why the Last Man, Little Demon, and more. There's a whole list on Slashfilm.com.
2: It is a lot.
1: Ryan, do you know like the reason for that? Like why Willow is produced by Disney. So it's not like they have to. Pay well no but else. you still
2: you still ultimately no so I have two things about this you still ultimately are paying out now I know the WGA is going to war with royalties and stuff here the to to have the show on the service you're still paying directors actors everyone gets paid for you know so so there's a royalty issue with with the the content sitting there but I think the bigger thing is what you're seeing with stuff that left HBO like Westworld and other stuff like that they have been licensed to other services yeah to sort of generate more revenue for those things so i think that like my my suspicion would be those movies and shows either start playing on disney's channels on cable or abc or they are they move to another streaming service or whatever they're going to try to generate money with them elsewhere some other way that would be my best guess
1: so so basically what we're saying is probably not a not enough people are clicking on them and watching them the amount of people that were clicking and watching them was not worth the amount of money that Disney had to pay in royalties.
2: Uh, That would be my guess. Yeah. And I think we're probably just going to end up more like in a situation where even like stuff that was created for a specific streaming service, will probably start rotating services from time to time now, just because like people are going to start, you know, licensing stuff and like it will be new on their streaming service, even if it was old for the other streaming service. So, I do too, but that's where we're going. So that that's my best guess.
1: It's weird though that they couldn't just have Willow. I'm using Willow because I think that's the biggest name here. Uh, Willow on Disney Plus, and then also license it out to other services. But just having it on Disney Plus, I guess, is so much of an expense to them that it's not even worth I, having. I guess,
2: it. and also like I think the the licensing it to another service, you probably get a better fee if it's. exclusive Exclusive. to your service for a period of time not saying exclusive forever but for the duration that you have it it's that you can only get it there because i think that's where the real money comes from so um that's my best guess
1: okay we have a lot more to talk about we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero
0: bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.
1: Okay, we're back. Let's talk about some other Disney Plus stuff. Let's talk about the Marvel shows that are coming. Uh, Loki Season 2 has been given an october premiere date and echo i think Echo's is the, the one that's surprising because disney plus has been for the most part with these big tv shows doing uh the you know week to week rollout uh as opposed to what you know netflix does where they put everything on and you can binge it but with echo they're actually going to release it all at once on november 29th 2023 uh what do you make out of this Ryan? Like why the difference with Echo?
2: I um oh boy. Uh this is hard for me to talk about. All right, so so I think here's the thing. I, exclusively Disney Plus has done week to week drops from the beginning. Beginning with Mandalorian, right? So like that's that's been their MO. That's that's the that's the whole thing. We should um, say that there are
1: some things that they've done like wasn't visions Star Wars visions they like dumped the whole thing yeah but
2: that's a that's a shorts. series of shorts that's yeah. not so I think of any big episodic expense has been you know that's been week to week and because that helps drive viewership subscribership blah 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 they yeah. can get eight weeks out of Mandalorian as opposed to one weekend um, <clears throat> so I think what's interesting is you got Loki season 2 in October that's gonna run right up till echo you know they normally also don't release the Disney shows that close together or like that Marvel shows that close together? Uh, why now are they experimenting with a s- full season drop at once? Uh, are they? Do they not think it is worth a six-week press cycle? I,
1: I don't. I, I, I okay. I, was, I think I think you're do, doing some dancing, Ryan. Here like, I am I, dancing.
2: I, I am dancing because I don't want to be presumptuous. But but I but to me this this does not seem like a vote of confidence yeah that it 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 smells a little bit like a dump to me
1: i you know i don't want to judge something before we actually get it but i have heard from quite a few people in the industry that you know that they were that something was something is up with echo i uh,
2: Okay, well, okay. Since you're saying that, I can say that I have heard similar things. Um, <laughs> I, I can't say who, what, why, where, whatever, but, yeah, but yeah. I, but I have similarly heard that that echo is. Uh, I won't say what I've heard. I've, I've I, <laughs> I, I, boy, oh, it's hard not to sometimes. But, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I. So I think the other thing to take into consideration here is that there's the writer strike, and Wonder Man was very quietly already filming, and so I think that you had a couple of shows now that that were going to that were probably planned on the release schedule so now i think that whatever was going to happen with echo that i think now that they have to make use of what marvel content they already have finished to to get them through whatever delay the writer strike is going to cause and so yeah. i think that's a factor as well without sort of speculating too much about something we haven't seen
1: but you think if they want to get through the writer strike why not divvy this up over six how many episodes oh, you that had? gets
2: that, get, that gets back to my whole thing about what <laughs> okay what what's you know and
1: yeah yeah
2: again i don't i don't know i just if someone could give no okay now someone got mad at me on twitter because i didn't even say it. i just said it was like i was like oh this is interesting and curious and i think someone on yeah. twitter read between the lines and thought i was saying it's going to be bad and i i very i tried very hard not to say that but I think they're like, you know, so people are like they want to experiment with a with a not with like with a drop. And I'm like, OK, that's fine. But why do that with a big Marvel show? Yeah. Like, I just don't understand why that would be I, someone if someone can give me a good reason why they would do this. I'm all ears, but it's hard for me to picture, particularly release this close to Loki.
1: Yeah, I'll also say this. I, I really like Hawkeye. I really liked echo in Hawkeye. I I really you know it seems like they're doing they have a a big future with some of the characters in the show like Kingpin I mean she
2: was she was the best part of Hawkeye she was incredible yeah. a lot cuz I liked Hawkeye a lot I've been hard on a lot of these Marvel shows like she was incredible in Hawkeye
1: Yeah and uh you know obviously Daredevil is coming out with like what 20 plus episodes 18 <laughs> episodes like yeah 18 episodes crazy. Yeah, so uh, and I'm sure Kingpin is going to be a big part of that. So it's like this is going to be an integral part of at least the TV stuff that's going on with Marvel. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm I'm curious. That's why I'm going to leave this off. Of. I'm I'm very curious to see this. And maybe I mean let's play devil's advocate here, Ryan. Maybe it plays better watching it all together than it does week to week.
2: Sure, that's, that, that, but, I mean, I'm already gonna, they've had other shows that would have been, you know, not just Disney, other streaming services have had other shows that have pretty much been cut up like a movie and released week to week anyway. That, that, that argument holds very little water for me, just be, just because there have been other shows that, that might've served, like WandaVision was very episodic, right? But like, I think, you know, there's like, Obi-Wan Kenobi is maybe the best example of that. Yeah, that's.
1: what I was going to bring up <laughs> that should have been released all at once. But uh, OK, l- l- let's yeah. move on. Uh, let's talk about uh, there's an Alien versus Predator anime series that was made that might never get released. Try and tell us about this.
2: <laughs> yeah. So this this uh, this actually I guess you could say this technically broke last month, but uh, but it was on a, a podcast that wasn't that, that nobody really had listened to or picked up on uh, in our industry anyway. So here's what happened. <laughs> Uh, on the Perfect Organism podcast um, uh, last month for Alien Day, um, Joshua Izzo, who was the former licensing director at 20th Century Fox before the Disney acquisition, um, he, he was on the podcast and uh, IGN was the first one that we saw pick, actually pick this up. And uh, basically Joshua revealed that there was an Alien vs. Predator anime series uh, that was done. Before the Disney acquisition, it is all 10 episodes done in the can, completely done. Uh, So here's what he had to say. There is, sitting at Disney now, uh, at 20th Studios, 10 episodes of a fully completed Alien vs. Predator anime series I produced. It's done. It's in the can. It's mixed. It's finished. It was produced and story cracked by Eric uh, Calderon and Dave Baker, who uh, two unbelievably talented, uh, crazy talented guys. Uh, basically, he explained that it was pitched as like a dire- uh, pitched as a direct-to-video animated series that would have been released on several volumes of DVD, whereas it would have just aired episodically in Japan. Uh, the-, the director wasn't named, but uh, it-, it is believed that someone named uh, Jin- Shinji uh, Aramaki, who had worked on Halo Legend- Legends, was at the helm. Uh, Izo also added. I said, hey, listen, I want to pitch this idea of a direct-to-DVD alien and or alien uh, predator animation that we, the Consumer Products Division, can sell against. Let us be the masters of our own destiny rather than waiting for theatrical whenever a movie decides to come out. So, you know, they gave him the green light, and now this sits in a vault somewhere at Disney rotting away.
1: I mean, this is tough because, like, you know, this seems like the perfect thing to release on Hulu. And or just, or, like,
2: or just yeah somewhere or sell it to someone like fine if you don't want to put it out someone'll pay for it you know like netflix would probably pay a pretty good premium for for an alien versus predator anime right
1: it's crazy to me because animation even like television animation when you're doing like anime is still a lot of people involved there very expensive to produce i i, I can't have, it's crazy to me that this is like sitting on the shelf but maybe disney and you know they came out with uh, Disney and Fox. They came out with Prey, that movie from Dan Trachtenberg, that was released on Hulu uh, a year ago, maybe. Yeah, it was last year. Not there.
2: quite, a, not quite a full year ago, but it was last year, uh, last summer. I think. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: I mean, that got a lot of acclaim. So m- maybe they're just lo- looking to take a different direction with the Predator franchise. It seems uh, well, to me th- like like that an anime thing would just be like oh that's not connected in any way it's just a fun thing. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think um I I think what it seems like to me is brand protection in some way shape or form, right? Cuz like Disney they have a new alien movie coming out, they released Prey which did really well. They have that FX live action alien TV show. Um you know so i think that they're clearly using and they have like the new alien and predator comics in in marvel which have been getting you know pretty good feedback so uh this was clearly made to sell other merchandise right like these alien versus predator it was a it was going to be released direct to dvd like it clearly wasn't you know like a prestige streaming series so you know, I don't know about the quality of it. I would watch it pretty much no matter what, but <laughs> but it does seem like it was not, you know, like a like a high budget production is is my guess.
1: Indiana Jones and Dal Destiny doesn't hit theaters here in the States until June 30th, but they had their first screening at the Cannes Film Festival and the early buzz has hit the web. We're not we're not gonna give you any spoilers, but we'll give you some of the spoiler-free reactions here. So uh Clayton Davis who is a senior awards editor at Variety? Tweeted out Redemption. James Mangold seems or, or James Mangold redeems Indiana Jones with Dial of Destiny. Uh, there was Alex Rick Ritman from the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Kept it simple. He it tweeted out, "Well, I really liked Indiana Jones." The Radio Times published a full review of the film, describing it as a little safe, and noting that it's quote, "It's an enjoyable old school action adventure with more weight." Than kingdom of the crystal skull um harrison ford apparently had a six minute standing ovation following the film's premiere uh, total films james matram gave dial destiny four out of five uh and he said a highly satisfying blend of action humor and emotion
2: uh there are quite a few full reviews several full reviews have published uh it currently has a 48% on rotten tomatoes a rotten on oh, rotten oh
1: no i did not uh, see that
2: uh it with all, uh, and that's with 23 reviews counted so that that number is going to that's that's not a ton now on the flip side uh indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull has a 77% um w- critic score but a 53% audience score so um i, I don't know uh i i mean you know, I don't know what that means. I'm not because the because it does kind of seem to be one way or the other, right? Like it, it. I know that some of the people seem very happy with it. Other others, I, I so I don't know. I it's certainly not glowing that that much is certain. Um, so I I don't know. We'll see. I think James Mangold. Like it feels weird not having Spielberg do one, but I think James Mangold is about as good as you get. His track record is insane. So let's not pretend like they got some schlub to make an Indiana Jones movie
1: i'm reading some of these and now it's it's worrying me but uh
2: well because i mean let's just real quick here go over I- irish mangled.
1: times culture says nobody with a brain in their heads will compare dial destiny favorably to the first three films
2: yeah that's that's a bit rough but like just real quick here james mangled ford versus Ferrari, logan the wolverine 310 to Human, walk the line identity Copland. the guy has made a ton of good movies Like, you know, let's – so, I mean, you you got every reason to think he's going to – he's not going to totally fumble the ball you would hope.
1: (sighs) I mean, I'm just reading these quotes. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, South China Morning Post, with some throwback style of destiny, feels like an old-school indie romp as it tries to capture the rollicking spirit of the originals. Uh, Well, that's really – yeah. So there's – I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Well, the other thing here, Ryan, is when Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls came out in theaters. I remember the reviews were actually very favorable for that th- film. Like it feels like that has aged really badly. Like it, in in the weeks coming out after the film, uh, people kind of turned on it. But the initial reviews were actually pretty high,
2: right? Which again, you know, that sort of gets to that whole uh, you know seventy uh, percent uh, audience rating, right? Like so. <laughs>
1: uh okay so uh what do you think this might mean for the box office because it it doesn't sound good to me
2: i i would wager that that first weekend doesn't get impacted very much right like the people that are going to go see this are going to go see this the people that aren't are not but that second weekend buzz this movie is relying heavily on that so if it's really good and like audiences are like because that's what I think matters more, right? Is if like if like general audiences are like, "Oh my God, this is Indiana Jones. This is this is what we want." Then yeah. I think that helps. But I think the 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 main thing here is that Disney spent like it, I think the reported budget on this was close to three hundred million dollars. So like you know that I mean you need this to just be a stellar stupid hit, and this is not a great start.
1: You know, on uh, the summer movie wager over at the Filmcast, I think most of the people put. Indiana Jones at number two. And I put it down to number four, and I'm actually feeling a little bit better. I, I what did actually, you put above it? Uh, Spider Man across the Spider Verse at number two, and Little Mermaid number three.
2: I think Little Mermaid's a really safe bet. Spider Man across the Spider Verse, I don't think you're super far off the mark there, depending. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Again, we'll see. I think, because I, I, I suspect across the Spider Verse will probably have like a more I'm guessing we're probably in for a good movie there. So, you know, the buzz on that'll probably be good and and you know, that can probably carry a few weekends. Indiana Jones, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will see. You can read more of all of our work at SlashM.com. You can find this podcast in Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please send us your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to us at Peter at And please rate and read this podcast and Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the
3: word, and we'll see you on Monday.